make way for the king. Rogers on the move. End zone for Adams. See you later. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another video or podcast of Football Capital Podcast. It has been two weeks since I put a video out. I've been gone. Um, was on a trip with family and uh, I couldn't put out videos, you know, because we were obviously we were visiting with family. So I didn't want to be rude, step away, do this and all that stuff. But, you know, it was a good trip, good two weeks, but I'm real happy to be back with y'all to talk football. I've missed doing it. I'm happy to be back. Um, you know, and the videos will start coming out more regularly again because I am home. Although, I mean, I'm, I'm just started working. So uh, that's really good. Start getting some money in the bank for the summer. Um, very excited about that too. Uh, second day, finished my second day today. So that was good. Uh, you know, up and at them again, bright and early tomorrow. So um yeah, but I'm happy to be back with y'all. It's good to be back. And I'm excited for, you know, all the stuff that we're doing next and all the videos we have planned and coming up and all that stuff, all the topics and discussions we'll be doing. And yeah, it'll be good. So, you know, welcome back, like I said. And before I get into what this video is about, which by the title of the video, you can tell what it's about. Um, before I get into the predictions, um, just go over a few like, notes or news from the nfl the past couple of weeks nothing crazy has happened at all like i said in the last couple of videos not the last couple because i've been doing the predictions but like a few videos ago where i said you know it's kind of we're at the point where it's kind of quiet where there's like you know still free agents available and some of them will get signed at some point but it's more of like a slow quiet process it'll kind of like people will be signed out of nowhere like like not like it's out of nowhere and it's gonna be like oh my god that but like i mean we're just getting closer to the season people are gonna get signed that are free agents things are gonna happen but it's gonna happen slowly um you know you got teams with mini camp going on right now mandatory mini camp um and i didn't even write this down in the notes but you know speaking of the mini camps updating on the rogers aaron Rodgers situation uh he didn't show up for mandatory mini camps so uh the team can choose to find him I don't remember what the amount was, um, but it's a decent amount of money. Um, they'll find him or they can retract it and hold off for a while. Um, you know, but if they find him, it's really not going to be too much out of his bank account. He's made so much money, but, you know, still he's sitting out. Um, he, no one knows what's going on. Uh, you know, people say, relax. It's not that big of a deal. Everything will work itself out. You have people saying that it's beyond repair. It's, you know, Rogers is done with Green Bay. Like, you're getting every side of the coin. So, I don't – you know, it's kind of just a wait-and-see process with the whole Rogers thing. You know, we'll, we'll wait and see. When it happens, it happens. So we do, I don't know. So, he's not at minicamp. Um, you know, he's the only one that didn't show up. Uh, some of his receivers, like the starting receivers, didn't show up for the voluntary stuff. 
but they're all back now. So the only person that wasn't there was Rogers. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's like I said, it's just a wait and see process. I've stated in other videos what I think might happen with Rogers, but at this point, I, I genuinely like no one knows. So I'm not going to continue to spit out, you know, things when I clearly don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to the situation. No one knows but Aaron Rodgers and the Packers front office. So I don't know, but he's still, you know, there's still rumors that if he gets traded, he'll end up on the Broncos. Um, but a report came out the other day that said Deshaun Watson wants, obviously he wants out. He's been, you know, he's been saying that for months now, but with all the legal lawsuits of the sexual assault and all that, we, it's just a wait and see with him too. But it came out saying that he wants to be in Denver as well. So it's kind of like a race for Denver at this point between the two quarterbacks. And we'll see um, which one, which one gets there first. I mean, to be truthful, I'd rather it be Deshaun because a, he'll be out the division. First of all, I mean, it seems like he's going to be out the division anyway, but still he'll be out the division and with him and Denver, he, I mean, he's already a great quarterback and he'll still be in the AFC, but at least like, a, the Colts have a lot of experience to get them uh, against him, so know how to play against them to an extent. I mean, he still puts up good numbers against the Colts, but, I mean, to an extent, the Colts defense knows what they're doing and how to play against them, and that experience will come in the long run. You know, having Rodgers come over from the NFC to the AFC would just suck because of all the talent there is in the AFC. When it comes to teams and quarterbacks and stuff, uh, that would just be another obstacle for the Colts to have to overcome. They've already got enough as it is when it comes to the Bills, Patriots. I'm not, whoa, not Patriots, I'm sorry. Bills, Chiefs, uh, teams like the Steelers who have a good defense and the Ravens and all that stuff. So, uh, but moving on from that, Julio Jones, um, that news finally came out that he had been traded. Uh, finally, we've been, people have been talking about it for weeks. Um, kind of when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? When, when is the inevitable? Um, finally happened. There was a lot of teams that were in the running. Um, so, so, so reports say like, it, well, you can never take so many reports, you know, seriously, because so many of them, you don't know how accurate they are. So, but apparently to so many sources, there were so many teams involved in trade talks and everything, but, uh, Julio Jones was ended up traded to ended up being traded to, the Titans, um, which sucks. I'm not going to lie. I don't like it. That's not great. You know, you got A.J. Brown on one side. You got Julio Jones on the other. You got Derrick Henry in the backfield. That sucks. Um, so it's going to be hard to cover them uh, defensively. But the details of the trade, uh, the Falcons sent Julio in a 2023 six-round pick to the Titans. In return, they got a 2022 second-round pick and a fourth-round pick in the 2023 draft. So, yeah, Titans won this trade. Um, people can say Julio's old, he's washed up, all that stuff, all they want. He's still Julio Jones. He's still going to be productive. He's still going to be a monster on the field. He's still going to be hard to cover. You know, people can say what they want about Julio, but he's still Julio freaking Jones. So, um, yeah, I mean, the Titans won this trade. And, I mean, what it has to do with the Colts is now the Colts have to play Julio and A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry twice a year. And I've always said that the Titans are just kind of like – they're obviously a run-first team, probably like 80-20, 75-25, somewhere in that ballpark for run to pass um, 
differentiary, dip differentiary. But like now that they got Julio and AJ Brown, um, it feels like they won't have to be as reliant on Derrick Henry as much. And now they can work play action a lot more and they can open the playbook up a little bit more than what they were already doing because they weren't really opening up the playbook that much. A lot of it was, it's kind of hard to watch the Titans play because it's so North South running Derrick Henry, running the ball down your throat. Most of the game, it's very boring to watch. And unless you have a good defense, all you're going to watch is Derrick Henry running all over you. So, I mean, I could sit here and say, it's not that big of a deal. It's, you know, all this and that, but I mean, I stated in the Colts group chat that I'm in that, you know, this with the Julio trade, it's it sucks because obviously they are a productive offense. They've been a productive offense. They're going to continue to be a productive offense. Um, the Colts have a real chance to be an elite offense, too, with wins if wins pans out. Uh, with all the you know the offensive line talent, the running backs with Taylor Hines and Mack, the receivers who are productive and great and seriously are underappreciated. Um, you know the Colts have a chance to balance their offensive power, and the Colts clearly have the better defense. You know the Titans' defense is not good whatsoever, and they didn't make any big strides in the offseason to get much better besides signing. Um, Shoot, what was his name? I'm sorry, Bud Dupree. I wanted the Colts to sign him, but he ended up going to the Titans, of course. But, like, he's the only major move they made. And, I mean, he's not going to change the culture of the defense. So, they're still not going to be a good defense. So, like I like I said in the Colts group chat, I mean, it's it's pretty much going to be a shootout, probably. And I want to I wanna sit here and say that the Colts defense is going to step up and stop them. Maybe they will. I don't know. But it's it's just – we know what we can do on offense. We have to be able to combat on deep. Like, okay, what I said was, you know, they're going to score. We just have to be good enough offensively to score as much as them. Obviously, that's the name of the game. Whoever scores more points wins. So, you know, we can be good defensively all we want. They're going to score. It's inevitable. So, um, if our offense can balance, if our offense can play, uh, up to the potential that I think they can, then we should be in for a really good show uh, with the Colts and Titans for the next couple of years. As long as Julio doesn't get hurt. If Julio gets hurt um, and they're just A.J. Brown, Derek Henry reliant, that's not going to be good for them. So, uh, but moving on, nothing else really crazy. Um, the Colts have been having extension talks with Darius Leonard, uh, their star linebacker, all-pro linebacker, and Braden Smith. Right tackle who is severely underrated, but there's a bunch of people in the Colts that are underrated and don't get appreciated. But you know, story, story of the Colts' life. Um, reports are saying that the talks between Leonard and Smith and the Colts have been progressing, um, and that they would like to have those extensions done by week one, I believe, was the report, uh, which makes sense. Those are two of your best players on the team get them extended, keep them in Indy for as long as possible. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if Leonard is extended and paid as the highest paid linebacker in the NFL. I think he's proved it. I think that he's proved that he's one of the best linebackers in the NFL. He's worth the money. Uh, it's not a bad investment, and he's only going to get better. So um, 
he deserves it. And then also Quentin Nelson, our, our all-pro left guard, who's the best left guard in football. Um, and that's not even debatable. Like, with Leonard, you can debate him being one of the best linebackers in the league and, like, top three to five. Nelson, it's not arguable. He's the best left tackle in the league. Anyone that wants to argue is dumb. Um, so Nelson, obviously, was our first-round pick, pick six in the 2018 draft. Yeah, because it was Andrew Lux last year. So, yeah, 2018 draft, he was our sixth-round pick. We traded with the Jets from uh, three. We were we went from three to six, dropped back three spots, gained a bunch of picks. I think it was the same draft we got Braden Smith. So that was a awesome, two great picks from Chris Ballard, of course. Um, but Nelson is our first-round pick, which means we extended him with the fifth-year option. So he'll need an extension, too. That'll need to get done soon. But I definitely think the emphasis needs to go to Leonard and Smith because um, it's contract year for them, technically. Like, you say contract year and you say it to a player that's kind of like, like, like you see T.Y. right here. T.Y. technically had a contract year last year because it was up in the air on if he would return or not. People were kind of unsure. Uh, with Leonard and Smith, I mean, they're for sure coming back to the Colts. Um, that's not – I don't think that's debatable. I don't think anyone can argue that. I don't think Nelson's going anywhere. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is their contract years are sooner than Nelson's because Nelson got that fifth-year extension, so they don't have to worry about it till a later date. So don't get me wrong. Get it done when you can as soon as possible. But Leonard and Smith need to be the priority. And once the cap rises again, um, back to where it should be, I mean, if you're planned out perfectly, Nelson will get extended for a long time, become the highest-paid offensive lineman in football probably, and um, things will be fine. So it's not that big of a deal. Everything's going to be great. Everything's going to be fine moving forward. I'm not worried about it. But getting to the point of the video, like I said, the title of the video will be the predictions. And in this episode, we will be doing the predictions for the AFC East, meaning the Bills, the Dolphins, the Patriots, and the Jets. One of the... This might catch some flack. I think this one's the most boring division in the AFC. And I think that they're the most boring because the AFC North is probably the best, most talented top to bottom, team-wise, roster-wise, everything. Um, the AFC West has got the Chiefs. That already puts them up top tier, but the Chargers are interesting. And um, the Raiders are always weird with the way that they handle front off. Like, they're, they're always in the news and – so they're, they're interesting. And then the AFC South, the Colts and Titans are a good little battle. Houston's having their legal problems with Sean. So that's always in the news. And, um, and then the Jaguars are tanking and rebuilding and tanking and rebuilding constantly and trying to figure out what they're going to do for the future. So they're in the news a lot. So AFC East, I mean, people talk about the Bills because of how good they are. They talk about the Patriots because of their potential. Miami. They mostly talk about Tua and Tua's progression. And then the Jets, no one really cares about the Jets. So I don't – I it sound bad saying the most boring, but I don't mean that in a bad way. I just kind of mean like at least talked about maybe. So – but we're going to give them a chance here. Um, and just like the other videos, we're going to have ceiling. We're going to have toss-up games, and we're going to have the team's floor. These are my opinions. If you don't like where your team is, I don't care. It's my opinions. Um, but that's okay. So, starting off, I think the Bills are going to win the division. I think that's, you know, I think most people are predicting that unless you're, like, 
a diehard Miami or Patriots or Jets fans and you want to argue, but I don't see why you would. The Bills are clearly the best team in the division. They showed it last year. They're only going to get better this year with a year of progression uh, behind them and in front of them. Everything, you know, Josh Allen's going to get better. Stephon Diggs is elite and they have a good receiving core and everything. Their defense got a little bit better. So they're just a good team. Uh, their ceiling is for sure 13 and four. Um, they can definitely achieve that. Uh, I don't think they can go higher. I don't think 14 and three is realistic, but 13 and four is definitely realistic. Um, their toss up games are the Patriots, maybe like, and I don't mean that like the Patriots are going to truly compete, but like if the Patriots were to steal a game from them in like Foxborough, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, the Bucks are a toss up game. The Saints are a toss up game, kind of. They got a, you know, their defense is still pretty good. And if Jameis Winston pans out, things could be interesting for them. So, you know, it's potential. And then the Colts are a toss-up game. The Colts um, Bills game was really good in the playoffs last year. And with the revamped Colts offense and uh, everything with the Wentz the potential there and all that stuff. And by the time we play the Bills, which is like week 11, I think, uh, Wentz should be very comfortable in the system. So um, so we should be fine going into there. We're going playing in Buffalo. So it'll be tough, but – I'm excited for it. And their floor is 12 and five. I mean, they're straight up a good team. Um, they're not going to do worse. The only way they're doing worse than that is if Josh Allen gets hurt. You know, you, you don't want a player to get hurt. You don't wish for any player to get hurt. So I'm hoping he doesn't get hurt. But if he's healthy, which he should be, 12 and five is the floor. They're not going below that. Uh, Miami, I think they're going second. Um, it, it was close. I was torn between the Patriots and Miami for second. Um, and I don't think it's a big difference whatsoever. I think they're very, very close. Um, they're not too different of teams. So Miami, I have their ceiling being 11 and six. Um, definitely have some winnable games. Definitely have some hard games, though, that they shouldn't win, that they're definitely the underdogs in. For example, they got to play the Colts and Titans. They're definitely the underdogs in those games. Um, they got to play the Ravens. They're the underdogs in that game. Sorry, the video was interrupted. Uh, so the Ravens are definitely the favorites in that game. Um, the Colts are the favorites in their game. The Titans are the favorite in their game. And then there's other games that they have where I think they put, they put the Bucks as well. Um, they're the favorite in that game as well. So, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be okay for the Dolphins. I think they're going to be fine. I think a lot of this is based on Tua. Um, a report came out today that Tua was very sloppy with the ball in 7-on-7s. Seven seven. He threw five interceptions. Um, I think he threw two, like, back-to-back -back almost. So uh, the coach's defense for that was that he, he was told to be aggressive down the field um, to be determined on what, you know, will happen with Miami. But I think it's truly based on Tua's progression. Like, if Tua progresses into a pretty good, like, middle-tier quarterback, their ceiling is 11-6, and six, maybe a playoff team, like, right on the outside looking in or maybe right on the inside almost out. Like, they're not, they're not like, a top-tier AFC team. They don't have Super Bowl potential. So, but they're 11-6, and six, maybe a playoff team. Their floor is 9-8, and eight, and that's if Tua does not progress very much. Um and they are kind of like average like they were last year. Um, so then third, I have the Patriots. 
And like I said, these two were very close. I, I could see them flip-flopping um, and Miami being third and Patriots being second. Um, the Patriots' success is heavily dependent on their quarterback situation as well. With Cam Newton being the starter right now, Bill Belichick says that he is uh, progressed, you know, or this like at this part of the season, Cam Newton looks much better than he did in the beginning of last season where they are now. I mean, I think that's a stupid analysis, though. If he's in your system for a year and he's not better, then he then there's a problem. Um, so I don't really get that comment. He should be better. He's an NFL quarterback. He's MVP before. A year in the system, he should be better at it. So, But there a video came out of him at practice. He was throwing very sloppy balls, missing receivers, and Mac Jones was stepping in and hitting all those routes perfect and everything. And, you know, it's kind of a to-be-determined with what happens there. But Cam is for sure the starter for now. Mac, maybe Mac Jones will get the call. Who knows? Maybe he'll um, be, you know, replace Cam at some point. I don't know. But they have a lot of starters returning on their defense, which will definitely help their defense out. Maybe it'll be – it won't be the exact same caliber defense as it was like two years ago when they were putting up crazy fantasy points like two, i think they had like 200 on defense which is nuts they won't do that again but there's they'll be a good defense but their offense is going to struggle with cam and you know they have john new and hunter henry and they're good um nelson aguilar is all right he's not special i mean their offense is kind of eh. and i think they could i think they have potential to be successful but no super bowl caliber whatsoever um you know and it's once again it's dependent on cam and how he plays and if he gets replaced with mac how he plays so their ceilings 10 and 7 their floor is 8 and 7 or i'm sorry yeah 8 10 and 7 and then um 8 and 9 would be their floor um i think it's fairly accurate um I don't think it's that off. And once again, Patriots and Dolphins flip-flopping both with a progression of quarterbacks. Um, I don't know. Their toss-up games are the Bills. Like I said, they might steal one from them. Um, the Dolphins will be a toss-up game. I think they can compete with the Browns, maybe. Um, but there's going to be times where, like, good teams like the Browns or the Bills or the Colts or, you know, teams like that who will drop a game to a team that they ne not necessarily should have. Um, I could see the Browns maybe dropping a game to the Patriots if the Patriots, like, show up and play. Um, Patriots with the, the Chargers might be a toss-up game. The Cowboys, because the Cowboys' defense is still not good. So if the Patriots' offense is good, if, you know, if they can produce, then that could be a decent game. And then the Saints, Jameis Winston. A lot of these teams have quarterback questions, including the Colts with Wentz. I mean, to be determined with a lot of teams. Uh, the Jets, finally, they're going to be fourth. I don't think. You know, this is up for much dispute. I didn't know what I wanted their ceiling to be, what I thought their ceiling would be. There's a few games that I think they can win. Uh, rookie quarterback coming in, new head coach, new system, new weapons on the offense. Uh, you know, it's it's got potential, like, for the future. Like, they're, they're hitting the groundwork that they need to hit, but they have a long way to go still. But they definitely have some. They're definitely one of those teams that's going to steal a few games that they shouldn't that they shouldn't win. Um, so for their toss-up games, they got like the Bengals. Although I think the Bengals should win. Uh, the Jets could steal it. Jets and the Eagles. They'll probably be a terrible game. Jets and the Jaguars. Jets and the Texans. 
Jets and the Broncos. All of those are toss-up games, games they could probably steal. So for their ceiling, I have them about four to five wins in that ballpark. Um, of course, they're not a Super Bowl contender. They won't be anytime soon. But um, but I think they did make some good moves for foundational work for that team that they needed to make. So um, it'll be interesting in this. It'll be interesting to see how Zach Wilson does in the NFL and um, you know changes and adapts to how hard the NFL is compared to college. I'm not saying college isn't hard, but, you know, as you hear people, players talk, it's just a different level. So, plain and simple, I still think Zach Wilson's the bust of this draft. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, Zach. That's all. I mean, it's not like he's going to hear me talking, but prove me wrong, Zach. I want you to prove me wrong. I, you know, uh, their floor is 3-14. and 14. Um, You know, they're going to win games. They're not going to, like, lose every single game like they almost did last year but um but yeah they're not winning more than four to five games and i don't think i don't think i think they'll win at least three games i think that's good i think that's fair for them especially like playing like the eagles and texans like they should definitely win i think i would i would honestly take the jets in those two games at this moment um with the eagles dysfunction and stuff and with their front office and not knowing what's going on and then the texans and their problems i don't you know the texans are an issue they're going to be a terrible team this year everyone knows that so that is kind of that's my afc east predictions um let me know what you thought of my predictions down below let me know what you thought of the julio jones trade um you know what did you think of who do you think won the trade um how do you think julio will play in tennessee how do you think it'll affect the league um, and all that good stuff. And next is the AFC West. And then I'm wrapping up the AFC and then we'll hop over to the NFC and we'll do all four divisions there. We'll do predictions and same thing we did with these videos. We'll just do with the NFC. So I'm very excited for the NFC. And uh, I feel like that one can get kind of controversial when we get there. So I'm very excited for some people to hear it and see what uh, I have to say. But yeah, that's going to be it for this video. Uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you're listening on Spotify, or if you're watching on YouTube or wherever you're listening or streaming this, I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate every single one of you that listens. It means a lot. And I'll be back very soon with another video, maybe in the next day or two. It just depends on how busy I am. And uh, make sure you leave a like on this podcast. Make sure you leave a comment on what you thought. Uh, share with your friends and subscribe to the youtube channel uh follow the spotify account you know it's on anchor it's on google podcasts it's all over the place so you can find the podcast just about anywhere so uh go ahead and do that i'd appreciate it and i will see you on the next episode peace out everybody